This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And that is Weird Al Yankovic, an absolute genius. Genius! He would never have picked the Giants to beat the Eagles. So today, <laughs> uh, that promo is 100% accurate. I yep. do not, do ne- never have. Care. I, would I rather be right than wrong? Sure. Of course. All right, fine. Like big brain. Yeah. <laughs> I've been right before. I'm, about, I'm right about half the time. Not this weekend. <laughs> I went 0-4. Oh, for the weekend, yeah. and it's okay. I do. I am not. I do not feel bad. No. To me, gives you an opportunity to feel to feel superior to me, and that's good, because there are times where you should. There, I'm probably more uh, more than I would like to admit, <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, and yes, I got the Duke game wrong. I did not see a path forward for them. I did not. I thought the Giants were going to handle the Eagles. That didn't happen. That's for sure. Nope. Anyway, so it was the basis for today's listener poll. And we're going to take phone calls here as well. 919-860-5326. Put the, uh, the, there we go. There's the listener poll music. So here's the poll. Which of my losing predictions was the dumbest? State over UNC. Miami over Duke. Giants over the Eagles. Dallas over San Fran. The correct answer is Giants over Eagles. And most people uh, also agreed with that. Yes. Um, Well over 300 votes. Uh, already cast, and yes, Giants over Eagles, uh, clearly a dumb pick. State over UNC was second. Just under 30% of the people uh, thought that was a dumb pick. As it turns out, yes, it was a dumb pick. I don't think it was dumb. I just think it didn't work out. Giants over Eagles, that was dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. All right. Uh, we have other things to talk about. Hunter, Hunter, you're on the fan or and on the Adam Gold Show. One day I'll get that right. What's going on, Hunter? Hey, what's going on, Adam? How's How are you, going? man? Good. Uh, I agree with you what you were saying earlier about the uh, Panthers head coaching search. I think that a couple of names definitely took themselves out of the contention this year, like Kellen Moore with that dumb play last night, and then also having where uh, Ken Dorsey. I mean, like you said, he'll be ready eventually, and I see why Panthers fans would like him because he was the quarterback coach with Cam Newton. But I'm almost thinking now, if you're going to really hire a head coach for the Panthers, I mean – the guy that impressed me the most this weekend, out of Tepper Hall doesn't want to go this way, is the D'Amico Ryan from the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, look at how good that defense is. And, I mean, you can fire, hire a young offensive coordinator in the NFL, but, I mean, I don't know if Tepper's going to allow that to happen because he's so um, worried about getting, like, a young offensive coordinator more, I feel like, than actually hiring the right guy for the job. Well, um, David Tepper is, and I realize he is a man uh, in his 60s, but David Tepper is a young NFL owner. And here's the problem. And I, I I mentioned this on Friday. I realize it's just sports. But there are so many people, and I'm looking at you, Jerry Jones, there are so many people who made billions of dollars doing something else and then just feel like, well, it's just sports. How hard can it possibly be? Anyone can do this. Right? And it's a, a totally disrespecting the people who have put their entire life's work into 
a sport. And Jerry Jones, as the general manager, here's, I'm going to give Jerry some credit. He hasn't been terrible as a general manager. But he certainly hasn't been among the best. And that's where it starts. Howie Roseman is one of the best. And the Eagles right. are legit, legitimately great. Right? I like a lot about what we've seen from the Buffalo Bills. But just getting back to David Tepper. Tepper doesn't really know what he's doing as the owner of the Panthers. So he's got, if you're going to hide, like D'Amico Ryans is a great, great defensive coordinator. And and D'Amico Ryans might be a better version of Steve Wilkes. So uh, if they ultimately were able to convince D'Amico Ryans to be the head coach, I'm not going to argue with it because he clearly does connect with the players on the defensive side of the ball. I think Wilkes is a would be a better choice for this particular team, but I'm not going to argue if they end up with Tamiko Ryan's. Yeah, that defense is great, but I think the defense is great because they have amazing players. He's also smart enough to go, oh wait a second, you're coming up with this ridiculous formation. What if we just knock him over uh, and then we'll tackle this guy because they're clearly going here. Dallas's offense was like incredibly basic. So, right. Some of that. Some of that was like he was playing with aces, and the uh, and Dak Prescott was playing with fives, and that was an uh, that was unfortunate for uh, for Dallas. I appreciate your time, Hunter. Thank you, Adam. Take care. Nine one nine eight six zero five three two six. All right, back to the uh, the poll question, uh, in which I asked you to tell me which of my losing predictions was the dumbest, and we had a lot of options. Uh, and we'll go in reverse order. Miami over Duke. I mean, toss-up game. Miami had the ball with a chance, right? So it wasn't that dumb. We all watched the game. Duke has definite offensive problems. They played well, though. Duke shot the ball well. I think it's worth pointing out that Duke shot the ball pretty well. They were 9 of 21 from 3. That's good. That's like making all of them yeah. for Duke. So that was a... That was a Hard-fought game. I'm not going to call it a great game. I'm going to call it a hard-fought game. It was a close game. I don't think it was enjoyable basketball to watch. Uh, Dallas over San Francisco. I mean, I know it's going to sound weird. I'm not sure Dallas wasn't the better team, but Dallas made more mistakes. They did. And, I mean, San Francisco just played a clean football game. They had the one mistake. Ray Ray McLeod uh, fumbles the punt. But that was it. Everything else, San Francisco was just good enough. And Dallas was bad enough. I want to go back to something that Dallas did on the drive before. So we we, we criticized Dallas for punting the ball on fourth, fourth and ten from their own 20. And not calling a timeout. If you're going to make the wrong decision, at least make the best of that wrong decision by giving yourself the best opportunity. So... But the three plays Dallas ran before that are all worth criticizing. The first down play was a pass that should have been intercepted. Yeah. I mean, Dak Prescott just stared right at his receiver, and he threw it right to a linebacker who, if he had better hands, not only is it an interception, it's probably a touchdown. Right. So he had that. And then he had Michael Gallup open down the seam, and he throws the ball. I don't even know where he was throwing it. I mean, not to him. I mean, well, it was sort it was of to him, to him. <laughs> but it was 
so far behind him, Gallup yeah. had no chance to catch the ball. He was he had he had an open receiver deep down the field. This was the play Dallas needed, and Dak threw a horrible pass. Again, I just think that Dallas doesn't look like they have the details down. Like last year, their season ended when they got too smart. They tried, oh, what is this quarterback draw here? Like, what are you doing? And then Dak Prescott tries to spot the ball himself. That's not how it works. Hand the ball to the official, and maybe you have time. And then by the time they spike the ball, nothing. too late. Yep. So, if you're Dallas, maybe you should work these things out in practice. You should. And I do think that that play that they designed, at some point when they came up with that play... Did you have you ever seen the movie The Breakfast Club? I have. Okay. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on, or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About ninety percent give the money, and then we meet every year to and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam. But for the next ten of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team. Triple eight eight four three double o thirteen, or text Adam to six hundred seven hundred. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. At the end of the movie, when the character of uh, Anthony Michael Hall. The brain writes the essay for all of the students in detention. And he's proud of the essay. He gives, he makes that like a, a muscle with his left arm and then uh, does a little punch towards his muscle, like, yeah, me, go me. I can't help but think that after they designed that play, whether it was Mike McCarthy or Kellen Moore, just did the exact same thing. It just went, yeah, go me. Look how brilliant that play is. And then we saw it in action. And we went, well, that was easy. That was easy to, to destroy. I felt bad for Ezekiel Elliott. Man. San Francisco called a timeout. D'Amico Ryan said, all right, here's what we're going to do. You cover him. They're going to throw the ball to him. Uh, and you knock Ezekiel Elliott back into Dak Prescott. <laughs> because... <laughs> He's a center for a reason. They're clearly going to use him uh, to lateral the ball to. So just take him out of the play. Why not? Just knock him back there. Because he's an offensive lineman. You could do that. Unbelievable. Chris and Raleigh. Chris, you're on the Adam Gold Show. Yeah, hey, Adam. Uh, as far as the Carolina State game, yes. see, you have to understand, they started at the beginning of the game, right? They were showing, I think, what was the 200 and 38 meeting of those two teams in basketball. Right. And we have, as a Carolina fan, Carolina has more than doubled the wins over state. That's and, one of the reasons yes. that state and state fans hate Carolina so much. Right. So I don't care how good state is. It just, it's kind of like we just, we, we have that mojo. Against you guys, that's all it is. I don't why. I don't know why you say to you guys. I'm not state. Well, uh, you're right. Okay, right. I <laughs> but and once again, but you were the one who was like, yeah. So hey, what? You so know, what? They're the they, you know. No, I, this is going to sound not weird. A bad team. This, this, they're this, not a bad team. No, they're a very good but team. We are the kryptonite. We're the kryptonite, baby. That's just what it is. Okay. Uh, it look, is. I, I appreciate fans feeling that way. 
Fans should feel that way. That's okay. But here's the thing about all of this. Just because something hasn't happened or doesn't always happen doesn't mean it can't. There's no logic to that. Nope. There's no zero logic to that. And I look, I hate, appreciate the call, man. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Brett Friedlander is coming up on the other side. We're going to talk about the game with Brett Friedlander, who was there at the Smith Center. And I'm going to bring up what just a fluke, an absolute fluke, fluke prediction that I made a long time ago. Right? When the Yankees were up 3-0 on the Red Sox in the 2004 American League Championship Series, and I said, I still like Boston in the series. I meant it. Oh, but nobody's ever come back. Yeah, so what? It's going to happen. Why do we play these games? What? What? I just don't understand why people can't wrap their minds or just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean it can't. There is zero logic behind that. Unless you just like safety. Oh, it's never happened, therefore it can't. I'll feel better about things. I don't play those games. And if you know me well enough, you know I don't. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.